Women are true collaborators and when given the opportunity and the right setting, we can soar, we will help each other and we do help each other. Hello, welcome back to I Want Her Job, the podcast. Today we have a great story for you. When Felina Hansen opened Hero Hub, she had been working at home for eight years and missed having a sense of community. The options in the market at that time were uber hip, high-tech spaces, but not the type of beautiful, clean spaces she was craving, a co-working office space designed by women and for women. So Felina decided to create what she couldn't find. And this is what entrepreneurs do. They create the product or service they want for themselves, but don't see in the market. And I'm reminded of advice from one of my favorite entrepreneurs, Derek Sivers, who advises us to find ways we can help others when we are seeking business opportunities. So when Felina started to tell me about the women in Hero Hub who spend their time hosting weekly sessions on topics such as accounting, planning, and other business services, I did initially think it was partially to get new business for themselves, but Felina quickly reminded me that this is not the corporate world and in Hero Hub spaces, women are truly trying to help each other. And she was right. And I am coming from a corporate perspective where every hour must be accounted for in terms of value created for a company. And so that's why the kind of community Felina is building with Hero Hub is so inspiring. And we're excited to introduce it to you and uh, to share with you what it's like to work in a women's co-working space. So here's a story of how Felina came up with the idea. I started Hero Hub because I saw a need in the market. Um, there were co-working spaces at the time. This is in 2010. There were co-working spaces at the time, but uh, they were and pretty much still are focused on a very tech market um, and tend to skew towards that market, which happens to be male and happens to be a bit younger. And so for me at the time, I had a marketing strategy business. I had been working at home for eight years with that business because I didn't need a full-time office. Um, but I missed having a sense of community and sometimes was having a hard time focusing at home and feeling isolated and so on. And so when I looked at the options in the market, it was either this kind of cool, super urban hip, you know, co-working space, or it was the old school, you know, kind of more isolation <laughs> executive suite. Yeah. And uh, I didn't see anything in between that also was focused on an environment that was beautiful and clean and <laughs> still very professional. And so that's really what the impetus for creating Hera Hub was, a space designed by women for women, although we're not exclusive to women. We do have a few male members. Um, and. Uh, just creating that opportunity for women to really connect in an environment that is uh, very collaborative and uh, dare I say safe, you know, being very open and vulnerable at how hard it is to launch and grow a business and being able to come to a place where you can have those honest conversations and ask for help. Absolutely. So tell us what locations you're in right now. So we have three locations in San Diego. I officially founded our first location in August 2011. So we just celebrated our five-year anniversary. And then I went on to build two subsequent locations here in San Diego. So we have a total of three 
And I actually did that in the first two years of business because I wanted to build it and break it and build it again mm-hmm. um, because I knew ultimately, Paulina, that I wanted to create something that was bigger than myself mm-hmm. and uh, bigger than the city that I'm in, which is San Diego. And so um, I did that and made a ton of mistakes, <laughs> so many, so many mistakes and spent so much money that you know, I wish I wouldn't have had to spend, so to speak, to try to figure out the right model, the right systems, the right programming. Um, Although owning and running a co-working space seems simple, um, to do it well, it is actually quite complex. And so so with that, I ended up uh, spending the following two years just kind of perfecting the model. Um, We did extend the brand into Washington, D.C. That location opened about a year and a half ago. And then through that process, ended up going with a licensing model that we finalized earlier this year. And so now we're actively looking for licensees, both here in the U.S. and abroad, um, in certain countries that are pro-women and pro-entrepreneurship. And we just signed our first international licensing agreement in Stockholm, Sweden, just a couple weeks ago. Congrats! So, That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. So yes, yeah, so it's uh, we can say now that we're we're an international company. We've gone global. Yes. Yeah, so and if um, people who get to the, in the end of this call, maybe the middle and are very inspired, you have franchising opportunities available, right? Yeah, so licensing, licensing. a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little different than franchising. Um, and it's a it's a good question to ask. Um, Licensing is different in a number of ways, but the simple way to put it is it allows for a little more flexibility for localization than a franchise model. Um, And it's a bit less arduous for both sides. Um, And so we're, we're really happy with that shift from a franchise model to a licensing model. So far, we've gotten really, really good reception around that. Wonderful. So tell us a little about who, like you had mentioned, the the, tech, the co-working spaces you, you had seen were um, mainly tech or maybe younger. Tell us about the women who come through your doors and what kind of businesses they're in, maybe what their demographics are. And I'd love to hear some of your favorite stories about um, things that have happened in your doors and um, what kinds of, you know, the serendipitous, serendipitous things that happen when women get together. Well, those conversations would certainly last um, a week, <laughs> but I, I'll share a few. Yeah, I mean, it's just the serendipity is uh, amazing, um, but it, it's not just serendipity. It's uh, it's really the kind of the Jim Collins phrase, which is, you know, get the right people on the bus. That's a big part of creating a community and a culture here at Hera Hub. So um, our members are, uh, by and large, biggest segment is professional services, which means folks are CPAs, they're attorneys, they're marketing, PR, Marcom professionals, uh, management consultants, business coaches, things of that nature. Um, we do have some folks who are uh, you know, building websites and apps and things of that nature. So it's not that we're you know, completely non-tech. We just recognize that there are other segments of the market besides technology. Um, And there is a real need to serve um, mostly what are what we would call solopreneurs, uh, folks that 
you know, don't aspire to be the next Airbnb and, you know, raise venture capital and hire a bunch of people. Um, our members by and large are women. And, um, and then we have a segment of members that, that are small teams. Um, we have a good number of nonprofit organizations in the community. So it's really about having a diverse ecosystem, not only in age. Our youngest member is 22. Our oldest member is 71. Um, but industries and backgrounds and really bringing those amazing uh, individuals together in this ecosystem of support and collaboration and community. Um, and a couple examples, uh, it's, it's fun for me to see when one of our members pivots from an entirely different industry into mm-hmm. <laughs> something brand new. Um, and one of those stories is Vivian Sayward. She has a background in biotech, pharma, and uh, in both finance and business development, had a variety, pretty much a full career in that industry, about 20 years, and got married later in life and met a gentleman who uh, she had actually worked with in the biotech segment, but uh, who played golf, and she started to try to play golf, and She hated everything that was available for her to wear. (laughs) She she thought it was either boxy or, you know, on the other end of the spectrum. And so her husband looked at her one day and said, well, then go fix it. And so she did. And she created Vivacity Sportswear. And she sells now. She manufactures here in San Diego and sells all over the United States and is, in fact, starting to sell internationally as well. And so she's a member not because we have warehouse space and shipping and fulfillment, we're a co-working space, but she's a member to have um, just the support and the community and the resources to find attorneys and uh, accountants and, you know, folks that might know new contract manufacturers. It's really the connections and the support that she's looking for. Got it. My next question was going to be, if you're in San Diego or D.C., what are the costs like um, to join your space and what are some of the benefits? And you had mentioned access to this network. So I'd love to hear what some of the other benefits are. Yeah, so prices range. uh, Our D.C. prices are about 20% higher than this because D.C. is an expensive place to, (laughs) to live and be. Uh, but our San Diego pricing starts at $69 a month and at the top end for somebody who wants to be here full-time, not private office, but full-time access to the shared workspace is $369 a month. So still a fraction of what it would be to have a full-time office. Um, And uh, programs, uh, we, we say we're very programmatic, meaning there are things happening here all the time. Um, But most of that is being supported by our members. It's really giving our members a platform to share their expertise and showcase their talents and share their knowledge with the community. And so with that, we have events here almost eight daily, um, things that range from something we call Business Booster that happens once a week where a member steps forward to lead a facilitated discussion on a particular business topic um, to a weekly writing group, a business development power hour, as we call it, that happens once a week. We have member lunches and uh, pitching sessions. Uh, we have a full-fledged business accelerator called Hera Labs and an angel group called Terra Angels. And so we do uh, fast pitch competitions. We do an annual conference 
called the Hera Venture Summit, where we get together female angels from around the country uh, to educate women on how to position their business for equity. Um, so it's a, that's kind of the icing or the, the, the top layer of the cake, I guess, if you will. Wow. Um, yeah, there's a lot that happens here. And um, so, yeah, you're doing a lot of things. Are you actively involved in all those uh, venture things you just mentioned? Well, again, we set the platform. It really is setting the the space and the intention and creating the, the right culture and getting the right people on the bus and allowing them to, you know, again, showcase and share their expertise within that community. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, we set the stage, but we're not, uh, you know, we like to step back and let our members lead. Got it. So for, I mean, for the, the lab um, or the angel I would think it's investing that we're referring to, right? That's um, member-driven also? Well, that's led up by Sylvia Ma, who is uh, my angel investor, and she leads uh, monthly um, events and educational dinners and things of that nature, but a lot of times it's more so bringing in somebody else, you know, another female angel to share her expertise. They uh, do a Google Hangout on air on a monthly basis um, where she interviews different uh, angels from around the country. Um, the labs themselves, uh, the accelerator um, program is a 12-week program, two different levels for both launch and scale. And almost all those uh, weekly sessions are taught by members. So again, it's it's more about you know creating the right environment and you know really giving other folks that opportunity to shine. Yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, I know everyone's so busy doing their own thing. So for people who who lead their own kind of these uh, sessions, they're probably offering some kind of services too, right? So it's kind of like a win-win for both. Is that how it works most of the time? It could be, but we were very clear that this is not a place to sell or pitch. Um, you know, it really is an important piece of the conversation in regards to, you know, if you can share your expertise and show folks that you know what you're talking about, people will, you know, come to you if they're interested. There is no need to pitch or sell. <laughs> so and no so, hard sales, okay, or softer. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. It's really more about, you know, stepping into service first. Um, so programs like Gurus, we have subject matter experts that we call gurus mm-hmm. who donate their time on a weekly or monthly basis to meet with people one-on-one and, you know, help them out with a technology challenge or a social media challenge or a contract challenge they might be having. Um, And that's all volunteer. And so, you know, if somebody, you know, decides that they really like that guru and, you know, wants to engage with them, they can certainly do that. But that's not what we lead with. And you don't need to lead with that. People don't want to be sold to. Yeah, no, I mean, that's amazing. I'm just amazed at the amount of resources. And it sounds like for somebody who wants to, you know, start a small business, um, it's an amazing amount of resources that are there. And it, it seems very much like people want to offer and help each other grow and succeed. Is there anything that surprised you about how willing women are to help each other? Has that Have you been surprised by that? No, okay. <laughs> but other people are. I it's it's a conversation Paulina and I have a lot yeah. with people. 
I can't even tell you how many times I've gotten somebody like oh, 350 women. Like how, what, isn't there like cattiness or isn't yeah. there? And I'm like, oh, you must be from corporate uh, yeah. because <laughs> we don't play that game in the real world. Uh, sorry that, you know, you <laughs> experience that. But people are here because they want to be. People are here because they believe in tr- collaboration truly. I say this all the time. If we, you know, somebody comes in for a tour and they see the business card wall that we have with, you know, many of our members' cards and they see, oh, wow, you have 20 attorneys here. You know, gosh, why would I want to join? My competition is here. And I literally look at them and, and say, yeah, you know what? You're right. You probably don't want to join. <laughs> Because they don't get it. They don't understand. They don't understand that women are true collaborators. And when given the opportunity and the right setting, we can soar. We will help each other and we do help each other. But yeah, folks coming out of corporate sometimes will kind of look at me a little cross-eyed like, oh my gosh, how does that work? I'm like, well, I've demonstrated it for five years. So I, I think I'm on to something. I love that. No, and they they adjust, and so you're basically, you know, helping helping our true colors come out for those of us who happen in the corporate world. So thank you. Um, yes. And um, you know, starting this kind of space, like co-working space, it's a it's a big project. How did you feel you got the confidence um, and the background to actually go after something like this? Because you know, it seems like daunting for some of us. Um, great idea, yeah. but how do you actually do it? Yeah, it it definitely is. Getting into the world of commercial real estate is a whole nother world. And I've been bumped around and bruised an awful lot. You know, I think I was blessed pretty early on in my career um, to go through many, many bumps in the road and which I've actually written a book about um, recently published called Flight Club, as in taking flight as an entrepreneur. Um, And that first uh, experience was getting hit by a fire truck at age 22 and breaking 27 bones in my arms, legs, and face. And after you go through and actually recover from something like that, it, uh, it gives you a little bit of a different perspective on the world and life. And I say blessed because that's exactly what it did. It gave me that second chance to be bold and to say, you know what, I'm here for a reason and I'm going to figure it out. And I didn't figure it out the next day. You know, it took time to grow into that. But that experience, along with getting laid off three times by the age of 30 and going through a very bad divorce at the same time and, you know, all the things that women go through in reinvention and, you know, just life as we call it, um, gave me the opportunity to be a little more bold. Um, And that coupled with growing up in an entrepreneurial family, my dad has always owned his own business, in fact, still owns the same business 40 years later. My mom has always been a very independent, rebellious soul, so to speak. I call her an artpreneur. Mm -hmm. She has raised tigers and peacocks and (laughs) you name it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I have a very... The subtitle in the book (laughs) is Rebel Reinvent and thrive, how to launch your dream business. And that rebellion piece comes from 
not me running away at age 16, but just being, you know, indoctrinated by my parents into a very, very different lifestyle than most kids had growing up. Wow. And did you grow up in San Diego? I grew up in San Luis Obispo County Uh up on the central coast of California. Yeah. Uh, That's incredible. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, Does anything, I mean, with that kind of background, does anything scare you anymore? (laughs) Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) um, I, yeah, I mean, things come up. I'm not going to say I'm like, you know, fearless or anything, but you know, I think for me, it's just about perspective and about continuing to, you know, give myself that opportunity to have perspective when things come up in business, and they do often, I mean, I've, I've experienced, I feel like almost everything at this point in the last five years, um, you know, I, I call them speed bumps and not roadblocks, um, <laughs> because it's going to happen. And that's, I think that's an important piece to note is business is difficult. Um, it, you know, I, these people out there that are, you know, start a business in your sleep and make a million dollars. No, yeah, <laughs> no, like, give me a break, you know, come on, people like, you know, business is hard. And that's why you need community and support and people around you who have been there done that and are willing to sit with you and help you and, you know, encourage you and all of these things. So, yeah, well, I, I hit speed bumps all the time. I, I make mistakes daily, hourly, probably. Um, but that perspective is so, so important to say, you know what, I can keep going. I can do this. I, I'll, I tried that door. It didn't work. I'm going to go in this door. Um, so I do feel blessed that I had that opportunity early on to gain that perspective. Wow, I want to join a Hero Hub space right now. Um, <laughs> I'm serious, just what you've described. And what are what are your, some of your future goals? Um, what are you hoping for Hero Hub? I'm very, very focused. Uh, so my goal, my mission, if you will, is to support over 20,000 women in the launch and growth of their business by 2020, which is four short years away. And uh, we're doing that through the licensing expansion, um, both here in the United States and abroad. Um, Right now, we have four active what we call market assessments, meaning we're taking folks through a pretty detailed process of looking at the market and the opportunity in Orlando, Baltimore, Phoenix, and Northern California, not San Francisco. Um, yeah, can wonder why. <laughs> a bit, a bit in, yeah, little, little pricey. Um, so uh, four active market assessments going here. Um, I have had a conversation going with a couple groups in China over the last month and a half. I, I'm not sure that that's going to go anywhere. And I, I'm, you know, as interesting as that market is to me, um, and as, you know, obviously as many people as there are there and how fast it's growing and they're really pivoting from a industrial to a knowledge revolution right now. Um, I don't know that we're ready to go to China, but we'll see what happens. I love your ambitious goals and can't wait to see more Hero Hubs and just the way that you're, you know, building this community of women who want to help each other. Um, Thank you so much for, for sharing. We're going to link to Hero Hub, to your book. Um, anything else that you want to share uh, with our listeners before we get off the phone? 
You know, I'd love to just say one more thing, um, and this could be to men, but it's, you know, probably more so to women of be confident. Uh, Women are so amazing, so talented, so capable. You don't need one more degree before you go launch your business. You don't need to take one more class before you go launch your business. Just do it. Just get out there. Have confidence in yourself. Find the right resources. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, and that's a big, important piece of this this puzzle is find that community. Um, but don't be afraid. Just get out there. Such amazing advice. I'm serious. And I'm always thinking, do I need another class? Do I need no, that degree? So you no, no, don't. And I just had this conversation with a member. I, I kid you not, like 10 minutes prior to our, our conversation, I I can I feel so qualified to say this because for so many reasons but number 1 I have an MBA and I enjoyed getting my MBA and I don't regret getting my MBA but I I did not learn anything in that 2 year program that relates to running my business uh, as an entrepreneur Um, And I also taught college for eight years when I had my prior business, I taught part time and I taught entrepreneurship and marketing. So I feel qualified from both having an advanced degree and teaching at the college level of saying, you know what, if you want to be a brain surgeon, yes, you need to go get a degree in brain surgery. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But to be an entrepreneur, you do not need you don't even need a degree period, frankly. You can learn anything you need to learn through community and support. Such great advice. I'm so um, thrilled that you're out there building this and um, excited to see you expand and hopefully I'll be a member one day. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Thank you.